Welcome to The Tailored Quill. I'm Taylor Wilkins, and I hope you enjoy today's perspective. A couple of weeks ago, when uh, New York City started to really reopen, I went to the movie theater for the first time since, crazily, 2019 which is crazy to me because I'm still super old-fashioned. I love the movie theater, I love the candy, popcorn, big screen, the whole experience. And I was so excited to go. And as humorous as it sounds, I chose to go see a horror movie on a random weekend afternoon. When I wanted to relax, I went to see a horror movie. And usually I don't do that, but this was A Quiet Place Part 2. And the first one was extraordinary. It was scary. It actually had a story. It was amazing. So I knew that the second one would probably be good. And it would probably be scary. So I willingly took a Sunday afternoon to go scare myself. And, you know, spoiler alert about the movie. It's a great movie. It was really scary. I came away from it scared and, like, feeling really good. But there's an interesting thing that happened. This is an example of something that is a really interesting phenomenon that a lot of people don't ever experience or they don't ever want to experience. And I call it intentional discomfort. And what I want to talk about today is the benefits of intentional discomfort because we human beings, we love comfort. We love to figure out patterns and habits that make sure that we are comfortable and that we are safe. Because, as I'll talk about in a minute, our brains are so hardwired to look for and uh, scan around for and analyze discomfort or threats or negative things that all that we strive for is relief from discomfort. We strive for comfort. We strive for some kind of ease and convenience and predictability in a lot of ways. And so I realized after I went to see this movie that I intentionally chose to see a scary movie in order to induce a a stress response, for lack of better words. I intentionally caused myself to feel stressed for multiple hours in a free afternoon that I had. Now, why why, why would I do that? I really put, I thought about this a lot and a lot of people don't do that. And so yes, maybe I sound crazy to you, but please keep listening to this and I'll explain. Because of the fact that the last year and a half, almost two years, has been marked by a constant simmering anxiety underneath everybody's surface. Even if everybody's trying to pretend things are back to normal or at least act a little bit more like it's 2019 again, there's still that angst underneath. There's still this unsettling feeling that things aren't predictable, things aren't comfortable, things aren't normal. And that's really hard for us humans to, to deal with. And it's like we're, sta- we're trying to like make the rest of our lives on top of a surfboard and we're just kind of rocking and everything is unsettling underneath us. And so, and also, that angst is really uncomfortable. It's almost like this simmering burn, like you're, you're just like, you have something on the stove on a really low simmer. It's still cooking the food. It's still being burned. So it's something that even though it might be small, it might be underneath the surface, it's still kind of hurting us. And that angst has caused all sorts of problems for people in the last couple of years because 
it starts to permeate other areas of their lives. It starts to eke into their relationships. They might become more irritable or it starts to eke into their work when they become more stressed or confused or feeling stuck or trapped or overwhelmed. And it just starts to pervade everything. And so I realized that I chose to go see this movie because it was intentionally inducing anxiety, which means that it was anxiety that I actually controlled. I was intentionally, voluntarily walking into something that I knew was going to stress me out. And so the way I like to think about it is that it's kind of like a solar flare. It's like the sun is always burning, right? Kind of like the anxiety that we all experience over the last year and a half. But then I chose to go to a stressful movie and all of a sudden that's a solar flare. It's like this little spike of stress over the course of a couple of hours. But the fact that it was a stress response that I controlled, that I had volition over, and that I openly, humbly, and willingly accepted into my free time, meant that it was a lot more enjoyable of an experience even though it was uncomfortable, even though it was discomfort that I was entering into, it was a more enjoyable discomfort. And that's super counterintuitive for a lot of people, I know. Joe Rogan made this great video where he talks about creating your own suffering, where he talked about it in terms of exercise, where with his runs and his mountain hiking and all this stuff that he will intentionally really push himself really hard in order to create his own suffering so that any other challenges throughout the rest of the day don't seem as terrible or uncomfortable. You see, as I mentioned earlier, evolutionarily, our brains are used to looking for the negative. We're looking for the threat. Our ancestors had to run away from a saber-toothed tiger, or they didn't know where their, where their food was that day. Clearly, we don't have those threats. And so our brains are sensitized to all the modern problems. Any little discomfort, subconsciously, we are reacting to. And we're kind of latching onto, because our brain is like, oh, there's a discomfort. It may not be a saber-toothed tiger, but it's like, ooh, there's something that I could worry about because our brain then wants to solve that discomfort, get over that discomfort. So that's why we're always looking for things that we don't like so that we can avoid those things. But that's the tricky paradox, that's the catch-22. Because in order to achieve comfort, we have to experience discomfort. In order to achieve relief, we have to experience stress of some kind. Or suffering and so even though it's so such a strange idea to intentionally bring about stress it's actually similar to you just choosing to go out of your comfort zone you know I know you might be thinking like okay well you know, Taylor's a nerd yeah evolutionarily it all makes sense we have all of our first world problems we have all of our stresses we suffer in all, all of our different ways and it's true but think about it didn't work. Think about if you go to work, regardless of what your work is, nine out of 10 times, you have no idea what you are going to run into at work. I used to work in crisis stabilization mental health treatment programs with teens. There's nothing more unpredictable than children. And I would start my shift in the middle of the week 
coming in and it's like a whole new group of kids than I had worked with the, the week prior. So I, I literally had this like mental strategy of stepping into the door knowing that I was about to f- feel massive discomfort. And I was willingly doing it. I knew I was stepping into stress, unpredictability, uncertainty. So I was about to step into this room of a bunch of kids who I had never met yet, all in different kinds of crises. But it was my job. And I chose to show up for it. Like we all choose to show up every single day to our offices or our relationships or just commuting, being sitting in traffic, whatever it is. We are willingly entering into discomfort on a daily basis, even if we don't recognize it. And so think about... So just to help you think about it a little bit more applicably to your life, what are times in your day or your week that you feel like you're pushed out of your comfort zone? It could simply just be waking up in the morning. (laughs) You know, you could be nervous about your morning routine, so you just like don't want to get out of bed. Who knows? The most classic one is what I just shared, where going to work is a form of willing, of intentional discomfort because you don't know what you're getting into, but you are still showing up to that office or you are still opening up your computer if you work from home. And so think about those things. What are the things that push you out of your comfort zone? And then start to ask yourself, what kind of discomfort would actually be productive for you to experience? Put another way, what kind of discomfort might you actually enjoy? Is there a type of exercise that you really like and that you can actually feel like you can really push yourself to do? That's suffering. <laughs> exercise is putting your body under massive stress, but we choose to do it. Or are you a creative? Are you an artist? Are you somebody that is practicing your creativity on a daily basis and you have to get out of your comfort zone, but you enjoy it? Is that a discomfort you want to choose? A funny and kind of intense allegory to this is I read a story back in high school about this medieval king who would intentionally give himself poison every single night because he was afraid that somebody in his kingdom was going to try and poison him and execute him. And so he actually drank just a teeny bit more poison every single night to get himself used to and accustomed to the poison so that if somebody did poison him at a certain amount, he could probably tolerate it and handle it. It's pretty badass if you think about it, but also pretty maniacal in a lot of ways. But it's actually not like a masochistic habit. Like think about what he was doing. He was intentionally causing himself discomfort and pain and doing something that actually hurts his body in order for him to be able to face a more intense version of that hardship a lot easier down the line. He was actually causing himself pain. He was making himself sick. But he knew that the more poison he willingly drank by his own volition, the better he would be able to handle poison that was not under his control in the future. So think about this. So think about that for yourself. 
a lot of a lot of people think that suffering is out of our control and a lot of it is the life is always going to be hard life is constant adversity and it's going to constantly shove something in your face that you're not ready for and that you probably don't want to deal with but it's a stress related to something in your life but there are a couple benefits to willingly choosing discomfort the first is that if you are actually in control of a lot of discomfort in your life, such as with Joe Rogan and exercise, it actually primes you to face challenges so much more courageously, and I'll say comfortably. I know we've said the word comfort a lot, but just more comfortably, because it primes you to expect challenges. It primes you to know what you feel like when you're, when you're facing challenges. It also, in Joe Rogan's case, it also makes you create a challenge for yourself. And maybe that means that the rest of your day or the challenges you face the rest of the day don't even compare. Whereas if you only lived a life where you were just being battered by life's challenges that are completely out of your control, they might seem so much bigger because you're not creating any challenge or you're not pushing yourself out of your comfort zone on your own. And this means that when bigger challenges come along, like the king with the poison, you're actually much more comfortable and much more confident in your ability to handle that challenge. You're probably going to be a lot more calm and thoughtful and self-aware because you're like, oh, this is another challenge. Got it. So that's number one. It's going to kind of curb the edge, ease the edge a little bit, or ease the experience of challenges for you if you get in the practice of creating challenges and intentional discomfort for yourself. But number two is that if you're able to face challenges more comfortably like this, and you're just more aware in general about how you handle challenges and what challenges even look like in your daily life, You'll be able to choose challenges so much better that are more rewarding for you to face. In your career, for instance, you'll be able to know, uh, is this a challenge I even want to take on? Or is this a challenge that actually is rewarding for me? I can see that this is going toward my goal, like what I want to do with my career, what I want to do with my life. And you get to decide much, much better instead of just being faced with challenges and all it feels like is one big blanket of stress and it becomes overwhelming and you can't actually tease anything apart, you'll actually be able to tell the difference between these challenges of like, is it something that actually is rewarding for you to address and work on? Or is it something that really is something that you need to set a boundary with? This can show up a lot in relationships. When you face challenge in relationships, with, which happen all the time, a continual question to ask is, is this, rewarding is this a rewarding challenge for me to work on or work through? Or is it not? So you'll be able to better make decisions based on your intrinsic, authentic values.
and your own intrinsic, authentic ambitions that you have for the type of life you want to live. So these two benefits of intentional discomfort just help you take life on in a much more comfortable, calm, and really aware way so that you don't get bogged down by the challenges of life, but you can actually face them with so much more strength and so much more confidence. So try that for yourself. Intentionally choose some discomfort today.